I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is supported by Security Bank Philippines. Visit bit.ly slash SECB investments or check out the link in the description to know more about their investment products and services. Hello? Podcast Network Asia Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the 80%. Today, kasama ulit natin ang Security Bank at pag-uusapan natin ang kanilang market outlook for 2021 at ano ba ang magandang investment strategy for next year. Joining us in this episode are Mr. Raf Palmahill, an equity fund manager, and Mr. Dino Aquino, head of the Fixed Income Department. Both of them are from the Trust and Asset Management Group's Investments Division of Security Bank. So, are you ready to listen and learn? Let's go! Hi, my name is Fitz Villafuerte at ako ay isang registered financial planner. Since 2007, nagbibigay na ako ng financial advice through my blog entitled Ready to be Rich. And I continue this advocacy through this podcast kung saan pag-uusapan natin ang mga effective strategies kung paano ba yumaman. Thank you for tuning in and now on to the show. Ilang linggo na lang at 2021 na and I'm sure lahat tayo we're all hoping for a better year ahead. During this time, a lot of economists, fund managers, and financial analysts are already giving their market outlook for next year. And based sa mga nababasa ko, everyone is optimistic about 2021, at least when it comes to the financial markets. Among them are our guests for today. Let's get to know them. Uh, this is Dino Aquino, the head of the fixed income desk for Security Bank Trust and Asset Management Group. So my job as the head of the fixed income desk is we manage the fixed income funds of the group. We also manage the UITF funds and we also manage the investment manager accounts of our clients. Yeah, I'm Raf Palmhill. I'm one of the equity fund managers of Security Bank Trust and Asset Management Group. Um, basically, uh, I do the same function as Dino. No? Um, but I, instead of fixed income, we invest the equity portion of the portfolios. Dino and Raf comes from the Trust and Asset Management Group of Security Bank, which is of course more than just a bank kung saan nag-open ka ng savings account. They have investment products and services, and when I say investment, hindi lang yung time deposits but also UITFs or Unit Investment Trust Funds. And si Dino and Raf, sila yung nag-aalaga at nagpapalago ng pera natin if we invest in UITFs sa Security Bank. Here's Dino to explain more. So the UITF is a pooled fund. So we have a number of uh, funds enlisted. Um, 
in our website. So there are these funds include fixed income and equity funds, and you can invest in that fund. So given that it's a pooled fund, it's a fund where people can invest in their money. Mm -hmm. So if you have an alternative to time deposit, for example, you can use the money market fund, which is our conservative fund. So pe people usually with very conservative um, approach on investing tend to um, invest in our money market fund because it's similar to a time deposit, but it has uh, better returns than the time, your traditional time deposits. Um, what our group does is we manage other people's money or our clients' money. Um, we make sure that it's in their best interest to make money for them as best we can and to watch the market and ensure that um, we do everything um, that's within the code of conduct of the markets. So basically, pag pumunta ako sa security bank and then sinabi ko, mm -hmm. gusto ko mag-invest, the bank staff will offer me yung mga trust products ng security bank and doon ako mag invest And pag ang pinili ko ay gusto ko mag-invest sa security bank na equity fund, which is basically the stock market, that means mm -hmm. ikaw raf yung mag-i-invest uh, ng pera ko, yung mag-decide kung saan siya i-invest. Tama ba, Raph? Uh, almost correct, but um, it's just not me no, who's handling the equity portfolio. We have um, several fund managers, so it's going to be our team who's going to handle the equity portfolio. It's just that there's another fund manager who's handling the, the specifically the equity fund. So I'm the one handling the high-dividend fund, but it's, yeah. it's my group. So that's correct, Naman, that it's going to be our team who's going to manage it. Now, let's look back at what happened this year from the perspective of our guests. I was interested to know, were people more cautious or more aggressive with their investment strategies? Here's Raf. If you ask both of us, Nadina and me, we're going to say two different stories. No? Um, for the fixed income side, it was really a good year for them. They were making a killing this year. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the same for the equity price. No? Um, the reason for this is that, like you mentioned, because of this unique environment that we are in, most investors became more cautious or even frantic. No? So that's the reason why the fixed income market really benefited a lot no, this year on the expense of the risky assets, including um, equities. So I know that if you're following the stock market um, around March this year, the the PSEI actually traded at a very low level of 4,000, which is, ever since I started working, I never seen that level. Investors were, of course, given that there is the risk of losing, for example, one's job and this is just a general uncertainty. No? So people became more cautious and prefer fixed income over, over risky assets. I think those who are really prepared that uh, sa mga ganitong klaseng events, yung mga talaga nag-aral on how does the market works, sila talaga yung nakatake advantage eh, nung dip ng 4,000. I actually know someone na he's been investing for 5, 6, 7 years already. And sabi niya, all in na daw nung, nung March and yeah. April. <laughs> Kayo ba nag-all in ba kaya nung March or April? Um... Of course, we're hand handling um, other people's money, you know. So mm -hmm. even though we wanted, we need to make sure that 
given the uncertainty, no, uh, we need yeah. to get more what you call this um, indicators. Or, yeah. Yes, we need to make a calculated risks. No, yes, even yeah. though we feel uh, during that, of course, everything is already hindsight. No, yeah. Um, but during that time that the market was trading around the four thousand levels, it was also difficult for us to to mm-hmm. uh, know to invest. Because of course, there are a lot of uncertainties. We don't know what will happen. If will it be the end of the world already? The so. So those things will will you know will come to mind, and of course, if you are mentally prepared and and emotionally, have, uh, <laughs> and emotionally prepared, emotionally you'll be prepared. able to take that opportunity. You know? so no, we were not able to enter at the low, but around the four thousand five hundred to around the five thousand le- uh, levels we're in when we saw that there are already some better and you know, good developments that that mm. is on the horizon. You know? That's when we gain confidence to expose our clients no or to go all in as you as you said so not really the low but near the low <laughs> if i may add lang, um, you were mentioning people who are um, in trading for a long time um actually sir to be give you an idea i've been in the industry for 17 years already one cannot be really prepared for these types of uh scenarios <laughs> correct this is an uncharted at that time at that time no march when ECQ was announced, and then the outbreak was just is just really going all over the world. Now, um, you wouldn't know then, eh? You wouldn't. You don't know if it's really the bottom at that point, eh? Diba? Um, as Raf mentioned, it's all hindsight now. But at that point, there could be room to go lower. We don't know, diba? Um, what's Raf mentioning now is that uh, right now the difference is there's a lot of better prospects moving forward. Of course, there's the presence of the vaccine already. Na, Yung risk na lang is if it's gonna be rolled out properly. But at, the, yes. at this point, at least there's there's a light already at the end of the tunnel. Kasi nun, parang we're just entering the tunnel pa lang. We don't know how long the tunnel or that road we're gonna trek pa, diba? So it's quite hard, diba? That, that, even for experienced investors like Graf and myself. Teka, teka. Bakit nga ba malaki ang returns ng bonds or fixed income during this pandemic? I ask Dino to explain. Um, in layman's terms kasi, um, for the benefit of our listeners, pag bumababa interest rates, um, the price of the bond actually goes up. So in cases, well, risk events like this one, the ideal investment would be fixed income. Why? Because it gives you a fixed amount of coupon payments over a longer period. Like, for example, if you bought a bond with a, with a 4.5% coupon, so if you plan to hold it till maturity, it doesn't matter naman if it, the, if you if you're an investor that's planning to hold the bond, you'll still get paid the coupon payment every six months. So meaning you still have a steady cash flow every six months, diba? So for the conservative investor, in times where there are a lot of uncertainties, they usually shift to fixed income assets versus equity equity assets because there's a lot of risk in the equity markets. So when Raf said uh, it made it made a killing this year, uh, well, we had a decent return of double digits for the year. Um, actually, last year was a lot better. Um, our returns were higher last year compared to this year, but still double digits. So still very, very decent. So if you look at it in perspective, um, we're already near the all-time lows in terms of our interest rates, not only in the Philippines, but globally. So medyo mababa na talaga. That's why if you notice, if you go to your local branch, security bank branch, and you inquire on the TD rates, it's quite low. It's really mm-hmm. low right now because interest rates on the secondary market are also very low. Um, just to give you an idea, the inflation natin, which is averaging at around 2.5%, if you buy a 10-year paper, um, if you net it out, it's actually going to yield you something around 1.9 to 1.8% only. 
So that's that's a negative return if you buy a bond versus your inflation rate. So ngayon ganun na siya kababa ngayon. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it yeah. made the killing as Raf mentioned kasi buong laki ng binaba ng interest rates this year. Yeah, and also it puts into light the importance of diversification. Uh, I know yes. some people, pag investing, poor stocks, but uh, of course it's also good to have a mix of different types of investments, mm-hmm. not just investing directly in the stock market, but also have uh, investments in bonds and also mm-hmm. mga, mga UITFs and uh, CDs. Uh, yeah. Yes, money market and time deposit and uh, all of those so, well of course it all depends on your financial goals as I always say you know. so given everything that has happened this year tinanong ko sila what do they think is the most important financial lesson that people should have learned particularly those that this pandemic has really put into light here are their answers Um, for most of us, no, the number one lesson that we should have learned this year is really to have a buffer or an emergency fund. No, um, there are a lot of uh, Filipinos who lost their job because of this pandemic, given that companies really took a hit. No, this year. No, so having an emerging emergency fund or a buffer is really important. Before you even start considering investing, I suggest to have uh, an emergency fund on hand. No, for for instances like this, no. So even though these types of scenario or this, these crises rarely happens, it's a possibility that we still need to prepare, no. On the second lesson, uh, I think it would be to be more prepared to take advantage of these types of scenario. Um, as I mentioned earlier, these crises are not too often, no. It's usually once or twice, no, in a lifetime. So if you look at historically, um, there are uh, there are some crises you know, like the global financial crisis, the Asian financial crisis. You no, know? if you look at the charts for for equities on those years, you no, know, when these crises happened, after a year or so, you no, know, the equities recover, the equity market recovers, and you can only get those types of returns after a crisis. So for those who were able to take advantage of this downturn, so good job, you no, know? good job, you no. Know? So Next time, um, ne- next time we see a crisis, we should see it not as a, a crisis but an opportunity to accumulate assets. No? That's true. That's yeah. true. I agree with that. Ikaw, Dino, what do you think is the most important lesson that people should have learned this year? I think the most important, as Raf mentioned, is you have an emergency fund or a rain. I call it a rainy day fund because because um, at this point, because you never know, eh, um, given what's happening globally. It's always important to be able to have something at the back of your pocket to be able to pick up when you need it. Diba? Personally, uh, I'm from experience, siguro I save at least 30% of what I make on a monthly basis and I invest it. I think that's one of the more important lessons, especially to the younger kids because um, they tend to shop a lot. Mga ganon, diba? But mm-hmm. it's important because this make let this what happened this year to be a lesson na magandang may naipon maski pa paano. At least, di ba? I'm sure, given what happened this year, as Raph mentioned, if you just took advantage of the 4,000 handle, you could have made a killing. Actually, I mentioned in one of our Trust Tuesday episodes this year, uh, I had an ending quote in one of our um, episodes. Uh, in a bull market, people make money. But in a bear market, people make a fortune. 
going to be a new year in a few weeks. At marami na nagtatanong sa akin, saan ba maganda mag-invest? Here's Raf and then Dino sharing their market outlook for 2021. Um, for 2021, um, I hope no, it should be relatively better compared to this year. I don't think it will get worse. No, <laughs> there's only way but up. No, from from this point, and also with the availability of the vaccine, um, it will boost investor sentiment moving forward. Um, even though it will not reach our our shores, I think I don't think it we will have a vaccine here by, I mean, by next year. No, it, most probably it will even happen towards the end of next year or even twenty, even 2022. No? But the mere impact on sentiment would, would really boost the markets. Um, we always need to think that the, that the markets, both fixed income and equities market, always discounts the future. No? So even though we're not seeing the, the full impact of the vaccine yet, it will already be priced in by the, the the market. So that being said, our our sector picks for next year are the banks, properties, and conglos. Um, for banks, uh, of course, it was sold uh, along with other stocks. No, um, main reason is that uh, people are worried on the asset quality of banks, given that there's a pandemic. Of course, the capability of of the of the people who borrowed from banks no are compromised so but given how our banks reacted no they were aggressive in terms of provisioning when you say provisioning it's like um leaving some income now to be able to cover up for potential losses from those loans no? so so our banks are more aggressive to 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 save no in case we see deterioration in assets no so we think our banks are already prepared. And given the low valuations or the low value at this point, no, we think this is one of the sectors that you want to be invested in. Second is the property. Again, um, it was also sold down heavily because of the pandemic, plus the fact that there is a negative outlook on POGOS. Um, POGOS is the Philippine onshore gaming sector. No? So these are the, our Chinese friends who are walking around Makati, etc. So given the the... Um, recent developments, especially on the on the tax front, no, so may negative impact on these pogos. That's why it is expected that these firms are going to um, leave the country, no, or at least be min- either minimize their exposure to the Philippines. So, given that properties are one of the beneficiaries of pogos because they are the ones who who lease out to pogos as well as they provide shelter. To these Pogos worker, if these guys move out, of course it will be negative. But given the decline in prices, we think it's already priced in, and and there are a lot of good things that's going to happen in the property sector. Like for example, this we are seeing um some IPO uh, potential IPOs no um of of REITs. Diba? I, if you if you if you're familiar, um Ayala came out with an offering which is the A REIT no. We are hearing that other properties are going to follow suit. So if they do this, they will have a vehicle to be able to to crystallize the value of their assets. So it will be positive for property. And lastly, for Conglus, um, if we all believe that the the PSEI will cover next year, Conglus will need to be the one who's going to lead the charge because they comprise a majority of the index. So meaning, if you break down the index. 
around 40% if I'm not mistaken are conglomerates or ito yung mga SM Investment Corp, Ayala Group, um, SM Group, etc. So, so, yeah, so these stocks are um, called the proxy of the PSEI. So if you believe the PSEI is going to rally, then these conglos are going to rally as well. So those are the three sectors that we are really bullish heading towards next year. For the sectors that we we would like to avoid, actually, I don't think there's a specific sector that will not benefit from a recovery. Of course, we're coming from a pandemic. Everyone is at a, at a low point. So I don't think uh, there will be a sector that will not benefit. But of course, there are, there are more faster horses no, than others. No? So the thing is really to choose which which horses to ride on. So maybe um I would be a bit wary on air, airlines and gaming. Mm-hmm. Airlines because I think uh, it will take some time for people to get comfortable um to travel, no. And given that there are a lot of requirements before you can travel, it will be hard for a normal a normal citizen or, no, or normal person to travel, no. And of course for gaming naman, of course people will prioritize staples first no before engaging in any gambling activity so at least for these two sectors no i'm not that bullish although i think most sectors naman will benefit with their recovery uh how about you dino uh what can you see uh when it comes to the bond market for 2021 oh so for 2021 uh, if you look at the past two years um the bond market has given us actually very good returns. Um, growth more than 30% if you look at uh, our own funds over the past two years already. Um, given that, um, I think I think I don't think there's going to be a reversal, meaning yields will spike up and the bond market will have a sell-off or a bond route, which happened back in 2016 to 2018. But I do believe that um, if you look at the market in general, um, I think the low rates will prevail meaning um, the rates will be lower for longer, at least. Um, why is this so? Because if you look at the growth, um, our own house view on GDP actually pala is, just to mention, uh, is 7.1% for 2021. But that doesn't mean that um, there's a real growth coming from 2020 because 2020 is a pandemic year. So definitely everything moving forward, if you just do a base year effect, everything moving forward will be positive growth. But if you look at the real recovery, meaning the economy to recover from the pandemic, I think the earliest we can see it is probably 2022. Meaning if you compare the base year of 2019 and not 2020, because 2020 is a pandemic year. So you have to look at 2019 as your basis for real growth. So if your growth is net positive from 2019, that means that it's going to be a positive growth. So the earliest we can see it probably is 2022. So with that, um, BSP, our central bank, our good governor, has already communicated to us that he's going to keep rates really low for growth to be able to, 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 be able to boost growth. Because as you look at the GDP numbers last quarter, it's still on the negative, double, uh, negative territory, of course, but it's still double digit. Right? So I do think fourth quarter will be a lot better um, because of better mobility moving forward. Um, if you look at the streets, there are a lot of cars if you look at the malls, it's also a bit packed. Well, of course, it's Christmas season. People tend to spend more than the past two months. So we would see a lot more spending um, 
consumer spending this this quarter. But I think rates will remain low. So the in, so the BSP would most likely raise rates probably mid twenty twenty two to early twenty twenty three. So with that modest return, siguro around two to three percent, of close to four percent on the bond market. Still a lot better than your TD rates, your normal TD rates are doing, which is below 1%. So I think there's still good returns, um, especially on the conservative end, uh, the money market fund. Because usually the money market fund is our, for our conservative investors. If you're more um, on the risky side type of investor, uh, I do suggest RAP, uh, what RAP mentioned on the equity markets. Because especially on a recovery, the equities really do well, actually. Um, given that Dean already gave uh, targets, no, I can give my tar- our target as well for the equity side. No? For this year, we're looking at around a 7,200 to 7,400 close for 2020. We're already near that level. No, no? So, um, but of course, uh, when you invest, you're not just looking at this year. No, You need to look beyond. So 2021, our official target is, is around the if I'm not mistaken, around the 7,800 to the 8,000 levels, no? so which is more or less, give or take, no, around 10% return. But of course, as we as we move along, we change these project projections as well. No? So just take this as a, a guide no, for, you, for you guys. Um, as for the support levels or the levels we're in, we encourage you to buy um, equities, um, maybe around the 6,800 to the 7,000 level is a good support, at least for the remainder of the year. I'd like to circle back to what Dino mentioned earlier that the uh, central bank will try to keep the interest rates low. No, How does that affect them as regular consumers? Does that mean uh, it's a good time to borrow money, uh, mag-apply ng home loan or auto loan? What mm-hmm. does... Uh, a low interest rate mean for a uh, ordinary citizen? Well, um, actually, if you look at the liquidity in the market, it's very high, meaning maraming cash sa system. Um, the, the, the low rates actually haven't reached the consumers just yet. Um, in fact, um, if you look at your housing loan or um, car loans, it's still on the high side, right? Uh, if you compare it from last year, it's just a little bit lower, but still on the high side. But if you look at the interest rates scenario, um, 2% na binaba, 2 to 3% na binaba ng interest rates on the secondary market. So why is, is not, why is it not reaching the consumers just yet? Um, reason for this are banks are very conservative um, at this point in lending. Um, they're ensuring that uh, the parang if you look at into perspective, why BSP is keeping rates low, they're giving the banks um, liquidity to be able to invest. Invest then. And those invest are government securities. Yeah. Um, that's the reason why fixed income yields have actually went really low this year because of those added liquidity into the system. In fact, last um, in the last monetary board meeting, they actually did a surprise cut once again of 25 basis points. It's actually fueled the fixed income market as long as the stock market also, because the stock market also benefited from that. So if you so if you look at the consumer side, um, part of the reason why the banks haven't been lending is there's really not a lot of borrowing demand as of late um, in terms of buying a car, 
buying a house because people are saving their money at, at this point. Um, I think when the economy normalizes, meaning there's actual growth and rates are still well on the low side, we might raise rates back um, early 2023 or late 2022, but it's still very low because if you recall, um, we already um, reduced interest rates by 275 basis points or 300 basis points over the past two years. Right? So that's still low. So if you raise like 50 basis points from where we are now, rates are still low. And eventually it will catch up on the consumers and consumers will eventually be able to borrow um, low on their car loans, on their housing loans. But at this point, you have to wait a little bit more. We have to wait for the economy to stabilize a little bit more and to see real growth back into the system before the, these low rates reaches the consumer. And so, given this outlook, how should one invest? Saan ba maganda mag-invest next year? As always, your investing strategy should be aligned with your financial goals. Which means, you have to ask yourself, kailan mo ba gagamitin yung pera na i-invest mo? Is it for a short-term, medium-term, or a long-term financial goal? What is your investment horizon? For instance, kung balak mong gamitin yung pera within 2 years or less, here's what Dino recommends. Um, in two years, kasi if, sa, for, our, for us as fund managers, it's actually very short term. Kasi we look at things on a five year, five to ten years actually. Um, take into consideration the equity markets. I think if you, if you look at the past 20 years, sabi na natin 10 to 20, 10 years, the past 10 years, 2010 to 2020, I think you'll get an average return of around 7 to 8%, if I'm not mistaken, annual return, uh, if you include dividends. On the fixed income space naman, you'll probably get around. 4 to 6% annual return, which is lower, of course, given the asset type. But two years, um, that's quite short a time horizon. Eh. Um, the market can be bad two years and it can be good three years. May ganun eh, di ba? May ganun instances. Mm-hmm. But on a two-year horizon, we do suggest we have our money market fund, which is considered a safe investment because it's comprised of 60% time deposits and 40% short-term government securities or treasury bills. It will also give you an annual return of around 3 to 4% net um, if you get the 10-year horizon, So, which is still very decent given the fact that it's a fund that's very conservative and it's quite safe because um, it's, yeah, you know, as I mentioned, it's 60% time deposit. So if you look at your components, it's just basically short-term investing. So one to two years. So it's still very decent for the conservative type. Paano naman kung medium-term investment horizon, like around 3 or 5 or 7 years? Here's what Raf has to say about this. Okay, so a 7-year time horizon is uh, is a good time horizon already. No? Um, but of course, we also need to consider yung risk tolerance of a person. Um, some people, even though they have a long time horizon, they're still conservative. So it really depends on on your your tolerance to take risk no but assuming you're an ag- aggressive investor you're still at, you know um in your early years of your career and you want you know you still have time to recuperate any future losses no you can double on, on uh, equities at this point especially that we're coming from a crisis as i mentioned um it's a good time to enter given that uh equities are heavily battered this year you no know, and we are expecting a recovery in the next 2 to 3 years you no know, so so equities is a good is a good um uh asset for for those with that type uh with that 
time horizon. So the question now is, how do we access equity? So there are a lot of ways to access it. One is through direct investment. So you approach a, a brokerage and then put money and then invest individually. But there, there are other uh, more accessible means, like for example, like Dina mentioned, we also have UITFs that are invested in equities. No? So, so if you have a, a a bank and you approach them and ask them about their UITF products, most likely they have them on, um, a, a huge a wide range of UITF products, um, ranging from money market to equities, no, depending on risk tolerance. So they can also access equities through those means as well. Kung medyo conservative sila, pero ganong katagal yung time horizon nila, uh, do you think uh, a balanced fund and a bond fund would... Definitely, a, a balanced fund yes. will, yes, will benefit them. No? So they, they diversify risk by by having two different asset classes like equity and bonds. So case in point, for those who have a balanced fund this year, they they uh, no, they fared well compared to those who are fully invested in equities, given that as I mentioned earlier, fixed income really performed well this year, even though the equities side didn't didn't perform as as well. At least another asset class was able to uh, to carry the other. So, are you even in our UATF products? We also have a, a balance fund, which we call uh, the asset variety fund. Asset variety, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and then of course, if your financial goal is really long term, like you're investing for your retirement, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, I'm guessing equities is really the way to go. Uh, am I right, Raf? You are partly correct. Um, I would say it really depends on your uh, where in your lifetime you are in right now. So if you're still young and you're saving up for retirement, of course you can you can go all in in equities no? given that you have a long time to recuperate any losses as I mentioned but if you're already um, near retirement I wouldn't suggest um, investing in equities kasi kung ano yung mo before baka matalo pa <laughs> diba? This is something that uh, I am often asked bakit daw sila mag invest sa balanced fund kung pwede naman daw silang gumawa ng do-it-yourself balance fund by investing directly in stocks and investing directly in uh, government or corporate bonds. What do you think about that? Ano, what do you, is that something better? Kasi you have more control over the, the distribution of your, of your money or ano ba yung advantage of getting a balanced fund? Well, um, I think diversification, first and foremost. As Rak mentioned, um, if you're invested in a balanced fund this year, you actually did better than, a lot better than purely equities. Because eh? it's also important to be, to, to be diversified. Even if you're investing in direct assets, like you, go, you have a broker, uh, you direct in di- direct equities, you should also have a fixed income portfolio on hand. Because what if you need the money, right? Oh, what if you need the money? Right. For example, you need the money right now and your equity investment is still underwater. It's important that you have a fixed income asset because it gives you a steady stream of income and then you also can liquidate it right away when you when you have emergencies that you need cash right away. So I think it's very important to diversify. Um just to add, no, um there's nothing wrong, no, uh with investing on your own. Um the value add naman of us being fund manager fund managers is that 
for those uh, people who are not really investment savvy or for those people who are who doesn't have time to study the markets uh we are here to help you guys uh, to handle your finances so i know it's it you can easily make your own balance fund by investment mm. by investing directly but sure the biggest advantage is that we do this full time and yeah. and you may not have the time to study the markets no, given your usual work no so that's 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 one of the advantage and also given that we are a part of a bank a part of a big group we have access to research case in point we have our own research team that is watching and studying um financial assets no we also have access to treasuries that can supply us with corporate bonds or or fixed income investments we have a lot of brokerages which can provide research as well as to give us best execution so it's just um, economies of scale at this point i think natanong ko na sa kanila lahat ng gusto kong malaman so to end our conversation I ask them for some parting words for all of us who's listening. Uh, it's been a tough year, um, to say the least, for all of us. Um, not only for Filipinos, but for everyone globally. I mean, the emotional stress that we went through this year is just uncomparable um, in memory. Um, I can compare it to 2008, where I was already in this industry where the global financial crisis hit us. But this is different. Eh? Um, it it kind of hits home because it's health. It's a health crisis, right? so it's quite difficult. And with that, um, of course, our difficulties when it comes to our um, investments as well. But um, you should always consider the fact that there, um, the markets usually come back. Um, no matter how low it goes, right? usually the market um, gives back uh, what it takes from you. It's, what's important is we always um, believe and don't lose hope. And if we fail, we always have to just get up, get get back up, and continue to move forward. Right? I will, as Michael Jordan said, I have failed over, over and over again. That's why I succeed. Right? So it's important for us to keep believing and just keep striving, no matter the hardships that we face, even in our financial decisions. What have we learned today? First, this pandemic has taught us the importance of having an emergency fund that one can never really be prepared for a crisis. Second, that it's been a difficult year for everyone, but at last, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel and our economy is recovering. In fact, the prospects are already optimistic for 2021. And lastly, that the market never really runs out of good investing opportunities and that we should always be prepared to seize them when one comes along our way. Investing is like dieting actually. You just really need to start no? <laughs> to start working out, to start dieting. No? So same on your investment. No? Um, putting aside like uh, as much as 20 pesos no, will will eventually turn into a good habit moving forward. So start small and start early. And that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Kung may natutunan kayo today, then please follow or subscribe to The 80% and invite nyo na rin ang mga friends nyo to listen to our podcast. 
Acknowledgement goes to Security Bank Philippines for supporting this episode. And thank you to Mr. Raf Palmahill, Equities Fund Manager, and Mr. Dino Aquino, Head of the Fixed Income Department, both from the Trust and Asset Management Group of Security Bank. If you want to learn more about the different investment and trust products that Security Bank offers, you can go to bit.ly slash secbinvestments or click the link in the description of this episode. And for anything and everything related to this podcast, you can go to our website, the80percentpodcast.com. That's it. My name is Fitz Villafuerte. See you in our next episode. So goodbye for now. Take care and stay safe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.